Hello, listeners, and welcome to yet another episode of Edge Guard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. I am one of your hosts. Join me. Joining me today, as always, is Blake, co-host, good friend. I'm the Edge other Guard host. number two, part two, and part two. Electric the, Bugaloo. Yep, the revenge, the returning. I don't know. <laughs> it's me. I'm here. <laughs> it's Blake. Uh, Blake's joining me today uh, to talk about a um, a puzzle platformer by the name of Plasticity, which is a, a, also a pun, a plasticity in the sense of like plasticness, but also plastic city, because it's a uh, it's a game designed by some uh, students at the USC Games Program, um, and it's about uh, future worlds as it takes place in twenty one forty. Um, where plastic consumption never ended, and so uh, the world did, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't seem like the world. No, no, but the ended, the environment but... is even more uh, in in even more dire straits than it is in 2019. 2019. Yeah, yeah, it's it's rough. You're definitely like there's garbage even more everywhere than in real life. <laughs> yeah. And everything's like run down. All the plants yeah. are dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, the, uh, the visual style is very like, uh, like inside, um, the, the puzzle platformer inside, which well, I think kind is of the whole a, game is like, yes, <laughs> I think that is a, it, that is the, the big, uh, uh, touch point for this game. As far as inspiration goes, it's, uh, it's a similar sort of like, 2d side scroller where you nevertheless appear to be in 3d space Mm -hmm. um the the animation style looks very similar and then this game doesn't have very many puzzles but the ones that does have uh are thematically very close to inside where it involves you know pulling a lever to raise and lower a platform that sort of thing um yeah i would say this this game is a lot more a lot less about the puzzles than inside and a lot more explicitly about like narrative i guess mm-hmm. inside i guess this is going to be a hard game to talk about if you don't have the touch point of inside or at least limbo because as far as i know this is one of the few like sort of hyper successful indie games that didn't go on to sort of spawn a whole genre of games trying to do the same thing um at least as far as i'm aware they're inside they're ha- yeah i haven't seen that many games that like try and pull off the whole yeah like that's true i mean obviously there was limbo but that's the same people same developer yeah Yeah, so like um Mm. i i i can't say that i've noticed a particularly high number of uh um you know narrative-y puzzle platform type games right like it's just not yeah i guess the more that i think about it um i haven't either there's like uh there's a few before it, like uh, Braid reminds me of it um, mm. a little bit. Uh, and then, um, what's this game called? Uh, Seasons After Fall. Mm. Another one that's sort of similar. But yeah, nothing quite as, uh, no, no like true like um, linear uh, lines of inspiration from that game, I guess. It would, except for Plasticity. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's interesting though, cause like you do tend to see when, uh, an indie game does as well as, uh, like insider limbo does that, uh, sort of quote unquote clones kind of come about of people who are either inspired by or trying to capitalize on the success of one yeah. thing by making something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I guess maybe part of it is that uh, a it's really hard to get right, and like the things that are special about a game like Inside, it's not really that it's a platformer that that much. That's uh, what makes it like no. unique and different. It's kind of more the art style in there. In particular, when Inside came out, the like the particular way they have like 2D movement through a 3D world was like very. I hadn't seen it before and it like it's just impressive to look at because yeah uh you're always moving through uh you know 3d spaces Mm -hmm. but you're not just like running with uh all this stuff perpendicular to you you're like uh your character is kind of like weaving in and out and changing direction through many of the environments but it's always presented to you as they're running from uh left to right which is it it almost feels like you're uh you're sort of moving uh when you're pressing forward it almost sometimes doesn't feel like you're like controlling the kids so much as controlling like a reel of film and you're like pushing mm. forward on the film Interesting. I, 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 this that this is inside i don't think this is as true in plasticity but sure. it, if you'll remember an inside if you pause it to after you beat the game you can like uh start at different checkpoints throughout the game Mm. um, in order to revisit things. And if you scroll through them really fast, it it looks like a a sort of film slideshow. So I, yeah. And it's sort of playing on like the difference between like control and determine determinism also, which is like the big theme of the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, are you actually in control? Yeah. Is anyone actually in control? (laughs) Yeah. What is free will, man? Mm. but see and like that's the, another thing that makes inside special is it like kind of asks these questions without there actually being any words in the game right like literally yeah once there's only two words in the whole game which are played or which is uh, i guess it has like uh when you boot it up it says play dead inside play load settings then as soon as you hit play there's not a word in the whole thing are there not even i thought that there was like a big sign that said something like hotel or something or there is that might, limbo? That might be limbo, actually. Or it might um, be in both, honestly. I don't remember. There is a big sign uh, in inside, but I think maybe you don't see what it spells out. Like, you only see one or two letters or something. Huh. Okay. But, I might be misremembering and yeah. thinking of limbo. Um, yeah. But anyway, all of this is to say that, like, there aren't a ton of games in this style, so... Um, mm-hmm. it, it, I had that thought it occurred to me cause like this game very, I mean, I think it's intentionally trying to be like, Hey, look kind of yeah, like inside, definitely. like it's very much, uh, a heavy inspiration, uh, that definitely. much is like pretty apparent. Um, yeah, it seems like it's kind of trying to, to, um, turn inside into a genre rather than just a single, sure. Single game. Like, like keep, you know, it's the, the 2d 2d 3d uh puzzle platformer jordan 2.5d listen 2.5d it's a it's an accepted terminology is that is that what people say oh well yeah i mean like something like super smash brothers is 2.5d and see but in super smash brothers there are very rare situations in which it is possible to um actually and in some of them i don't think this is true in 64 but in in some of them, you can miss in the the depth dimension. Like what? Yes, it's a thing. I it um I saw a uh, analysis of it. It's like 
it's, it's like not even it may not even be an intended part of the game but you yeah i don't think it is technically does have a third dimension well yeah of has, course it has a third dimension it exists in a game engine so like well yeah but i mean like when it comes to uh hit detection yeah uh, yeah well anyway again it's like because <laughs> it because it exists in a game engine like of course it has hit detection in a third dimension because despite the fact that you're only playing it in two dimensions but i would i would almost i would assert that that's definitely a bug uh, not mm. intended uh, yeah. and also i mean that seems right <laughs> and also not really uh kind of a a, a tangent from the uh, <laughs> yeah okay, Wait, okay here. <laughs> back back to the plastic game yeah. um yeah so one thing to say with this game is it it said in the opening like credits that this was like part of the environmental studies program or something at usc so it is um it is like a not quite an educational game, but sort of like a a game with a message, not just in the sense of like it has a, it's very interesting theme. It literally like has a message. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, I, I guess if I were to summarize it, it seems to be uh, make sure to throw out your trash. The world is ending. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more like uh, more ambiguously or like maybe not more ambiguously, but more generally, um, uh you know take care of the world because uh just because the previous generation didn't and yeah. there's been a lot of damage so far doesn't mean it's irreversible if if everyone you know takes steps to stop you know yeah. pollution and pl- and in this game's case specifically uh you know the overuse of plastic um then you know it's to like together we can do it it's a it seems like a kind of a hopeful message it's Although, definitely hopeful. there are definitely think, different okay. endings i assume i didn't actually play more than it's once the but I very is i only played through it myself once but i watched a video and read a bit and it looks like it's um so just to explain at the end of the game it says what would have changed if i'd made different choices and restart so it's like prompting you to play again and see it looks yeah. like it's mostly aesthetic differences about what the city looks like when you return to it when you're older. yeah um, yeah so it's not, i guess it's not big stuff before we talk about that too much we should talk a little bit more about the particulars of a few things so first of all as you're like one thing that makes it a little bit uh different from inside is it's not just all about like moving forward there are also a few points where uh particularly there are animals who have been impacted by the you know right. the plastic or the pollution everywhere and you kind of uh optionally the game doesn't ever say this to you but uh, if yeah. you hit the interact button uh then you'll uh you can try and help them out so there's like a little dog with a bucket on his head or a seagull trapped underneath like a fishing net yeah uh, and then the the seal with the bag is the bag supposed to be over its head i couldn't quite tell or if it's supposed to be it seems to like it's bag. kind of stuck to its its head yeah i that one i accidentally um i was just like reflexively walking forward so once i grabbed the bag i just kept walking forward uh-huh. p- pulling the bag further onto the seal's head yeah uh and then the game like you it doesn't stop you you can just keep walking indefinitely and you start walking into the floor but uh-huh. uh, you're supposed to pull it off the seal's head. My character is just being a little shit. Yeah, I guess that maybe be. Uh, this is maybe a good time to mention that this game does have some uh, technical uh, hiccups. Um, yeah, yeah. And it has a couple like glitchy looking animations uh, now and again, or like animations kind of not blending into each other properly. And then I had a very uh, upsetting bug where I was basically at the very end of the game and. Uh, 
uh, so you you go along through this um oh well, yeah maybe i should we should finish talking about the story before i get into this but basically <laughs> uh you reach Whatever. like this island uh where you have come because uh your your mother who passes away at the beginning of the game uh told you that's where she grew up and it was beautiful uh, but mm-hmm. you go and it ends up being covered in trash as well. And then you meet another young person and you decide to start cleaning things up. And so this is like basically the end of the game after that, after you, you do a little cleanup and then time skips forward a little bit to the Island being totally clean. And like all the young people have grown up and made it a in- habitable place. You. Yeah. Including the player character. And then you kind of like go back to the city where you start the game. Yeah. But anyway, uh, while I was doing and, the cleanup to be like the final sort of like climax of the game, <laughs> uh, the game glitched and I, I wasn't able to throw away the water bottle in my hand. So I had to restart the whole thing <laughs> and play through the whole game again, basically. <laughs> sad it, it's a it was actually a very symbolic glitch that uh it was telling you nice try you don't have the power to solve t- climate change one, on your own it's too one late. person can't do this yeah i actually that does um lead to a thematic kind of thought i had which is that this game is an interesting sort of uh contrast with a, a game we played recently the last survey which mm. is another game that's sort of about um you know resource crises and the role of individual choice in their development um and in that game it's all about it seems to be we only played the prologue so it's not 100 clear what's going to happen but mm-hmm. kind of about um being anxious about whether or not your decisions have any meaning when it comes yeah. to this enormous you know world worldwide process of climate change mm-hmm. and then here it seems to be a uh, like this game pushing against that way of thinking like no no you you can think about it as starting with your your own self yeah you you personally can pick up a piece of trash put it in the trash so that it's like a very different sort of um interesting that they're both using like like game decisions kind of but Mm. in order to say very different things about the same topic yeah, it is. That is kind of interesting. I hadn't I hadn't drawn that same comparison, but I think you're definitely right. And I think it's an argument that comes up a lot, like with people, definitely. for example, that like don't believe in recycling or something like, ah, I one person recycling isn't going to make a difference, so I'm not going to do it. It's like, well, but if every one person did it, then it would it would help. Huh? Yeah. Interesting thought. And yeah, I mean, I guess the yeah. other thing we should talk about is like we should maybe briefly talk about the actual subject matter of like this. This game is specifically concerned not with like uh, fossil fuel emissions or other sort of right, like right. global warming type concerns, but more just uh, plastic, which uh, if yeah. people are unaware, uh, the the big problem with uh, plastic, despite their uh, like high versatility for like consumer products and foodstuffs, especially they um, never go away. <laughs> well, yeah, plastic takes, uh, an un- unbelievably long years. time to, it doesn't properly, uh, break Deep down. Post. Like I will, I will never forget. when I was in third grade, we watched this <laughs> video that was about like uh, decomposition and it was uh-huh. like, which, which of these th- three things do you think takes longer to decompose a banana peel, a, the statue of Liberty, or a plastic bag and you know we're a bunch of idiots so we're all like oh it's got to be a statue of liberty man it's so big Uh and then no statue of liberty would only take a few thousand years a plastic Mm -hmm. bag would take one million yeah 
it's it's funny that you learned that in elementary school maybe it's just like the utah education system failing me again but i didn't learn <laughs> i didn't really learn about that until college when i took like a a, a conservation ocean conservation service trip oh really uh huh but yeah plastic will it'll break down to obviously relatively small small uh particles um but sure, yeah. like little beads of plastic but it doesn't actually like fully break down for i guess we don't even really know how long it'll take to break down because yeah. plastics uh, have only really existed for all the all the plastics years, that humans years. have made are still around yes absolutely and will be around for a long time yeah. uh so yeah anyway that's that's what this game is is dealing in uh yeah. and um, so in case it, it wasn't clear, I feel like maybe people that aren't as aware of the damages of plastic or the fact that it's, uh, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it does, um, I, I mean, it is nominally about plastic, but it does, uh, trade in many of the, the sort of like environmental catastrophe tropes of other, uh, you know, climate apocalypse narratives that are not about plastic specifically. Like it, it's not clear to me why all the buildings are like destroyed because of plastic mm. overuse, it seems like there's a uh, some sort of you know other problems. Well, so so my my interpretation was that um, so the at the beginning of the game, the your character's uh, mother is like sick and dies, and then right. it's kind of like explained that that there was a. a, a abnormally high amounts of plastic in like the food that people were consuming and that's how she died so my interpretation is that the reason that everyone is like a little kid that you see in the game is because all the adults adults, uh consumed too much like uh food with plastic in it before people realized that all their food was you know toxic basically and so they've all yeah they've all died off and so it's just the young people who were born after the you know uh, realizations about plastic, which that aspect I'm not quite certain um, is is true uh, of like I plastic being in think, your food, right? Uh, like obviously, well, I think they're they're to some amount like fish or something. I'm sure have a lot of plastic. Right. I, that's what I was thinking. Is that's maybe one of the reasons why it's 2140, like a full 130 years in the future or whatever, is mm. because it's like you know at at the rates that we're adding plastic to the environment eventually uh you know if only on a, i don't know if it, they're making a literal claim or just a symbolic claim like eventually mm. the plastic will come back to haunt us because you know mm. the ecosystem is a, a circular system that's constantly reproducing you you put too much in it and eventually it'll affect your what you're mm. taking out as well mm-hmm. um yeah i don't think that's literally true in the year 2019 but, yeah uh, i don't know if there is some like projection that yeah if we put too much plastic in the oceans all the fish will have plastic in their bloodstreams or whatever <laughs> they will become plastic fish <laughs> plastic fish they'll just be little like rubber ducks in the ocean it's just like the the classic <laughs> 2011 gorillas album plastic beach you know what i mean yeah yeah i totally know what you mean <laughs> that's a great album plastic <laughs> beach highly recommend it's about it's like a concept album by gorillas where they uh the world is fucked so they live on uh like you know how there's all you know the the plastic bottles and stuff that have amassed in like an island in the ocean right uh you know you're aware of this real life thing that has happened yeah yeah it's like the size of texas right yeah so uh 
the concept of this gorillas album is that they they live on the plastic island and oh, they, they call it so plastic big, beach and it uh, <laughs> becomes a utopia because they're away from the rest of society uh and even though everything's made of plastic they uh, you know come to build like a weird little society on the on the plastic <laughs> island oh that's awesome yeah it's a good it's a great album and in fact i'm i'm it's maybe my favorite gorillas album which is saying something because they've got quite a few uh you know albums for the for the for the ages you know sure um i didn't know that they they had an album with a plot <laughs> uh most of their albums are pretty conceptual are you not aware that gorillas is like literally not a real band it's just one guy and then animated characters to represent like band members i <laughs> know uh, i actually did not know that i, How? I know jordan I, do you live dude, under a rock <laughs> when it, musically yes a very large rock it's been soundproofed <laughs> even so like they've had some really feel good ink is like was a you hugely keep popular they. song well yeah so it technically is it one dude makes the music and then another dude does like the characters and and like draws draws the characters he's like an I animator see. I see. uh but um and they as it's still a they as a concept the concept sure. of gorillas is a they but sure. yeah all of their albums have uh yeah. very like high uh, highly conceptual uh, ideas huh. and are kind of like narratively driven to a certain extent. Interesting. Yeah. So oh, there's I should, your, uh, I should listen to gorillas more closely. I should go, you should uh, listen to feel good ink again and really, really decompose the lyrics and be like, Hmm, that, that song is all about, uh, the sort of concepts that that album is about. <laughs> but that's a different album anyway <laughs> that's been your uh, gorillas minute uh, or several minutes frankly <laughs> yeah it sounds like we could probably do a whole episode with blake just telling us about gorillas maybe uh, that maybe that's what the people really want it, we probably could i i <laughs> at one time gorillas was like the first band i was like a really big fan of as as a kid when i was first old enough to like go buy a cd uh i bought demon days by gorillas and uh Yep, the rest mm. is history. <laughs> uh, but anyway, back well to plasticity. Then. Yes, back we to plasticity. Here. Um, um, so one ahead. other thing I wanted to shout out about this game that I found interesting just because we have been talking about it recently on the podcast, which is there. there's this line. Um, oh, that that is one other thing to say about this game. There's a kind of like text that comes on the bottom of the screen that seems mm. to be your character's recollections years later. Uh, but one of the things your character says is something to the effect of um, it turns out we don't need to. I, I learned that we didn't need to go find a new home because like mm -hmm. that, he was going to go find a new home Instead, we needed to nurture and care for the home we have. And mm -hmm. I just thought that was funny since we had just been talking about Elon Musk in that previous episode yep. and and how how deranged it is that people think that it is more practical to go colonize mars than to just stop destroying earth yeah uh, and and i felt like that was the um that was sort of the narrative logic of this game as well that she's like i need to go find this new place and then she's like wait wait a what second if instead i just stop we, we get together and stop ruining this place we already have yeah i i had that exact same thought because of our conversation about elon musk yeah um the other the other day with the last survey um uh, and yeah it's like i don't know to touch on that whole situation a little bit more again a, a, a thought that i had since we had that conversation is about uh like the people who 
go like say that that is the solution are the people who wouldn't be impacted they're they're the people who could afford to uh live on to uh, take a space this fanciful Mars. space colony that they're imagining uh yeah. because anybody uh like you know 90 percent of the population that wouldn't be able to afford to it would just be like yeah well uh, you know, the rich people <laughs> will be maybe flying to space to go live and everyone else will just die. So, of course, the rich people are comfortable with like, oh, let's just let, you know. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, part of it, um, it, it sort of, I, I feel like Elon Musk's uh, obsession with Mars becomes a little more sensible when you put it next to his other obsessions. So, like, one of them is that... Uh, this is the thing that he fell in love with Grimes because of, which is the the idea that robots are gonna like kill humans in like a slave uprising or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's just like if you're the kind of person that like the the fear of you know the work the robotic workers rising up to kill you, uh-huh. uh, you can see why the idea of escaping <laughs> to Mars sounds good. It's maybe it's not he's worried about the planet dying. It's worried about some people you know barging down his factories and carrying him out in a burlap sack. He's he's worried about about the proletariat uprising. <laughs> the, the uprisings. Um, they can't Seizing get to the him means on Mars. Of production. It's very far away. <laughs> Yeah, how so. how can the people uh unionize uh if i'm in space <laughs> <laughs> they can't get with me to, i'm not uh, home right now i can't even take your emails they can't they can't get to me to sign a union contract <laughs> <laughs> yeah meet me in my office i'll sign it what you don't have a spaceship oh oh damn. rip sorry guys shame. <laughs> guess you'll just have to slum it down there see you in hell <laughs> uh anyway back to plasticity we keep getting off i know i mean it's it's when you have a game that like takes up themes of like like the environment it's so easy to talk about other stuff though yeah i mean it's it's easy when talking about the environment to slip into like sort of like humdrum we're all fucked uh i know thoughts so which is which is what the game doesn't want you to do it's exactly exactly it ultimately ends in a very um very hopeful uh, I would almost say utopian, like the world that you go back. So how it ends is you go back to, you basically backtrack. You you had walked right, uh, and it's like you're escaping this ruined world, and then you go left, and you're returning to it years later, and it's all uh, it's all green and lush and clean. Oh wait, really? What? Okay, so so um, th- I think this is a factor of my whole uh, bug thing is. Uh, on my run back through the game to try and see the end, I didn't really help any of the animals <laughs> because um, I was just oh. trying to get through the game more quickly. So when I went back, it was like still all fucked. It was even worse. Like the trash was like way more oh. everywhere. So okay. Th- so that's I'm I'm kind of glad that we actually talked about this because it seemed like now we do whatever, see the yeah that there are okay because I am. Um, at the end, it does mention that, you know, it says something in the effect of what would have happened if I had made different choices, which is clearly trying to urge you to play again and see what's different. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's it sounds like it, you only get a different ending if you do literally all of them. N- no animals versus. Well, I did. I did help the seal on the last one. I only helped two of them. I helped oh, the really? seal and the seagull. I did not help the dog. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Well, maybe it's just that you have to get two out of, two out of three, three or something. You have to or, break 50%. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's something. But uh, but yeah, definitely uh, huh. the world I went to was all... Uh, so wait, how did the game end for you then? Um, so you go back through the... 
the world and uh, what exactly happens. And you get back to the beginning and I think you just kind of stand in a field or something. I don't think anything. Oh, okay. So, so when I go back, you go back to where your mother is buried and it's just like all destroyed and all that's there is like her red hat just sitting oh, on the geez, ground. That's yeah. way darker. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not happy. Uh, huh. Oh, and you know what? I just realized also the dog, if you don't help them later on, you see the dog's corpse and oh God, and I realize now it's because I didn't help them. I was just thinking that that just always happens. But if you, you hate, the, you hate the, to see a dog corpse, you take I wonder what, off its head. It's probably, well, so you, you didn't alive. take the things off its head. So you didn't get the chance to play fetch with the dog either then. Oh no, I didn't. There's yeah. fetch. Yeah. If you take the wow. bucket off his head, then he comes back a little later and he'll like drop a ball in front of you and you can throw it. What I wonder depths this game has. <laughs> Or also another thing I noticed is, did you notice that there's like a little bird that will land on your head? I did like, notice that. I wasn't sure what that was about. I didn't, I wasn't either. I was like, what that, that also really reminded me of inside because in inside, remember there's those little birds that follow you around and you have to yeah. use them to solve puzzles. Yeah. There's definitely like inside is full of those like little, uh, I guess that th- this is not a specific instance of that, of what I'm about to describe, but it has like a lot of like little touches that you might not notice your first time through. And part of, uh, bringing the camera out for having it play like a 2d side scrolling thing is that, uh, it's easier to miss those little details, but they, they still totally exist. So, huh. um, but yeah, anyway, sorry, that was just a tangent. <laughs> um, on theme. yes. On theme for this episode, it's, it's tangent time. Uh, did you have uh, other thoughts about plasticity? Um, I think I, I took a picture of something else that was my reminder to talk about it. So let me see what that was. Um, oh, it was just a, a picture of when you get on the sailboat at one point, uh, mm-hmm. if you're facing the wrong way, when you hold on to the sailboat uh, and then walk a little bit, your character will continue holding on to it and do an ungodly back. Yeah. Yeah, there stretch. were a few there were a few times where I had the character doing some wonky shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like bending all in weird positions. Yeah, so um, I that, that was just a tiny thing. I didn't really have any particular claim to make about that. Um <laughs> let me think what else. Um uh so it it makes a big deal out of at one point in the game it says like uh and and I when I had a challenge to face, there wasn't always one answer or something like that. Mm. And, um, it, so are, are there like lots of different solutions to the puzzles? There were a couple of puzzles where I was like, okay, I can either, it seemed like I saw there being a second solution, but yeah, I only one that I can specifically remember, which is the, yeah, the one the, where it, the grate that goes into the water, you can either get the crate that's underneath it all or the crate or on, you can just jump on top. Um, Wait, what? Well, there's one part where if you just don't, don't, don't stop running, you can jump far enough to jump over. Uh, or if you fall down, then you have to like move a crate to get up, but otherwise you can just keep oh, running. So there are probably like a few. Um, okay. Uh, but I mean, for my money puzzle is even kind of a generous term. There's only like one part that actually felt like I had to figure something out rather than just drag a box over. Yeah. Um, which is something that like in inside definitely gets a little bit more, uh, puzzly. Like some of those are actually pretty tricky to figure out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the, in, even the one puzzly puzzle in this one is like, uh, 
there's enough moving parts that by the time you've just like examined what every moving part does yeah, you've solved you've, it because yeah i didn't even realize it was a puzzle the first time through the game because i was just doing stuff and i was like oh wow i didn't even have to do that and then when i came yeah. back the second time only in coming back did i realize like oh uh, so this is yeah. the one i think you were describing where you have to like change the direction of the water yeah yeah um yeah the first time i was like oh i didn't even have to do that because i hadn't i hadn't bumped into the thing that is supposed to tell you ah you have to change the direction of the water to move this uh, crate <laughs> over i just happened to do it all in the right order and got yeah. through so um yeah but anyway if you didn't have anything else to say we can uh we can tell the people about next week do you have anything else or um no i think that's it so uh next week uh so this is episode 99 in case you didn't notice so that means next week it's our 100th episode special Ooh. Ooh, wow um, so we'll be playing a game called uh wibbly witches um it's uh a two-player uh game or not just two player it's two to six i think um and uh and it's a couch co-op game which is a game we couch competitive couch competitive means together yes uh which is a genre of game we've never been able to play because we live in different states uh but blake uh visited me so we Uh recorded a uh a special episode where we were we were in the same space and um and that's what will be our hundredth episode special next week. So we'll, we'll be talking about uh, Wibbly Witches um, by Owen Senior, who um, who uh, made a game that we had already played for the podcast, Raven Claw, mm-hmm. um, uh, that you might remember. So we'll be talking about that game. Um, if you want to uh, listen to that episode, uh, you should make sure to follow us uh, on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast. We'll tweet out a. Um, uh, link and then we tweet out the 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 a link to the games uh the week before uh in a comment to the the tweet um for the week's episode so if you want to if you want to play uh wibbly witches with your friends your co-host to your podcast at your <laughs> home <laughs> you can do that you have um, the power you have the power but uh uh with that um Happy 100th episode, and uh, we hope you'll continue listening for 100 more. <laughs>